Hello and welcome back. It's another week. It's another Finding My Fit at 40. And we got a good one today. I'm excited about today's episode. We teased it last week. Today we are going to talk about building your own exercise program at home. We're going to drop some knowledge today. Yeah. Well, Mike's going to drop knowledge. I'm going to literally learn I'm also just going to sit here and be a pretty face, but... Which Nail works you. well mm-hmm. on a podcast. You're doing great. Thank you. That's Thank fantastic you. They really can. They can feel the beauty. Yeah, you know? that's how that works. They hear Absolutely. it. They hear yeah. it at home. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's just the sound that I make as I walk around. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. it. You got too, clo- too close to the microphone. <laughs> so today we're going to chat. Like I said, we did tease it last week. We're going to talk about building your own program because we've gotten a bunch of questions about it, and in fact, I have questions about it. Because I am one of those birdies that is flying the nest and uh, started with Mike, was worked with Mike for a year, a little over a year, and had a lot of great results. And now I would like to learn how to do it on my own, not because I don't love Michael. I still <laughs> love you, Mike. I, appreciate I, know, I felt that. forced, yeah. right? It a little bit, mm-hmm. but I. It yeah. It's almost like I then forced the words that were forced into my soul mm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Wasn't very efficient, but I'm happy. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna grow up now and be like your your own guy. Your I'm gonna own try. Man. I, I just want to know, like, because I realized when I was so I was doing the program and we talk about all. Well, I was using that Trainerize app. We were just chatting about it pre-recording, and I went and there's no more workouts in there. And I was like, well, I mean, I can do it. And then I went, oh, how 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 do I do this? My brain has been able to shut off, which. I, I will again attest and say it has been absolutely awesome. And if you're really struggling with the idea of it, I cannot recommend it enough to find a qualified trainer or reach out to Mike at Body by the Bear. And he's awesome. And somebody who can set up a program for you because if you are just starting, you don't know what the heck you're doing. Yeah, and just the idea of trying to get into it can be a bit overwhelming. You There's know. so much to learn just on the nutrition side. I feel like for the year, I got to focus on the nutrition side mm-hmm. while the workout stuff was just, just like there. an autopilot yes. for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and give yourself a little more credit on the workout <laughs> stuff, too. You had to figure out the new moves and adjust and, and learn to even do those better. But then also and, learning to push yourself as you worked out as well. Yeah. And so learning all of that, I didn't also have to throw into my plate, well, how do I do this? Correct. What does this make sense? Should I do these moves? Does this move go with this? How move? long do I do this How for? Is it working? Yeah. Do I need to change yeah. now? Is this the and best also, one for me? Are you mm-hmm. taking in, you know, it's the progressive overload part of it, which is important, right? Is oh, like Mike 100%. is kind of doing that a bit for you already. Yes. So you also need to like master that kind of yeah. on your own. So there's all these different elements that come together to building a workout that is effective. Yeah. And effectively tailored to you. Because again, just pulling one off off the internet isn't necessarily going to fit your lifestyle, f- kind of resonate with you, and then not knowing how to proceed from that point or to make changes when things However, don't quite However, it's better right. than nothing. Correct? Maybe. 
But what well, if you find you a program online that's a little too intense for your experience level oh, and then yeah, you gonna... get burnt out or you do too much? And best case scenario, you just too, do too much and get burnt out and then you just don't do it anymore. Worst case, you're trying things forcing full range of motion when your body and your joint range of motion isn't covering that. Uh, and, and then you hurt yourself. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Which was my biggest fear, like, the whole time. I And I didn't hurt myself. And I even had a bad knee going into it, which has gotten better and stronger. Has good days and bad days, but way more good days than bad days now. Okay. Um, but let's talk about that then, because that is, I feel like, a lot of people's fears of getting into the gym is like, well, where the hell do I even start? Right. And so I feel like we've talked about the major moves. We, If you missed that, go back and listen to uh, a previous episode. What did you call them? The compound the, moves. The, the main compound yeah. moves. Main compound moves. Mm. Yeah, we had a good word for it. The I main what it was. five total pillars of body by the pair. <laughs> <laughs> that was if it. you believe in the that whole brevity thing. It. <laughs> but you can check back a couple episodes. Look for it. I'm sure you'll you'll find it. The we we talked about these main compound moves, and I know for you, you for you, Mike. As correct me if I'm wrong. You use those as basically. "Quote unquote," the pillar you just it's the foundation for anybody. That was it. Foundational yeah. moves or something. Yeah, mm. foundational compound moves. I something, think that was it. something yeah. like that. And <laughs> so we talk about those, and I have been doing those. But there's, as I'm doing this, I'm like, oh, I haven't done this in a long time. And right now, I'm, that's what I've been doing. It's like I haven't done this in a while. Let me do that. Right. Yeah. I haven't done this in a while. Let me do that. And I'm like, should I be doing this now? How do I, is, how, what, what do I, and I find myself asking a lot of what's and why's. Yeah. So let's talk about them. We're going to discuss a couple different things about a workup out plan today. Prior to jumping into this, Mike, do you have anything as an overall statement about building this? Um, I do want to say before I throw that over to you, Mike, is this is all recommendations, Please don't take anything. Everything you hear today is us recommending and things that will help for you. Obviously, you got to figure it out on your own as well. And um, I just don't want to get sued pretty much. Is I'm, what I'm, I'm picking up for. on a, a yeah. non-litigation vibe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just don't want people to get really mad at us for no yeah. reason. We're trying to help people. No, and we're trying it, to give you some the info. The way everything's going to be worded anyways when you suggest a workout program, we're also discussing staying um, on the the save some in your tank side of failure and practicing good form and learning how your body moves, not just going 100% into one workout program or another. So, so yeah, you learn I think how that's your body important. moves, do you have to play some like bow, 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 bow music? What, you, what is that? No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Sound like elevator music. Are you, are you trying to do like bounce? I love bow, to move is that to elevator want to get that music. Oh, you, you got porny. like a sliver porny, I was so I made to, it corny? Yes. Yeah, that's All what right. I was going for. Mm. Was, but not quite If that. you're not porny enough, you're just corny, you know what I mean? That's That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Words to live by right mm-hmm. there. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let me throw it over to you, Mike. What some overall words about the idea of a workout, and then we'll jump into some key things and work our way through it. That's, that's you, you're Michael. You're Michael. Michael. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> that's me. Stand by yeah. one. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think uh, what Mike was talking about earlier about not not grabbing a workout that is going to be something that is like way outside of what you're capable of. Right. So I think being very realistic about where you are and where to start. Like it's okay. You don't don't compare yourself to anyone else. Like just because some dude next to you is doing that workout does not mean that that is the workout for you. Mm-mm. You know, you need to know your limitations, know your injuries, you know, like if it hurts you to bend down and pick something up just in your day to day life, like 
maybe you shouldn't start with something like a super heavy deadlift or whatever. So like that being said, you know, try to make your selections based off of your limitations. And and that's why just picking up a cookie cutter program is, is so difficult because somebody who's online looking for that program may have that back pain you're talking about. Well, mm-hmm. this has a bunch of back exercises in it. Can I start here? Is this going to be the right one? Is this going to fix my shit or is this too much? Yeah, if you have a pre-existing injury or anything like that, a lot of them that's you can, a great you can time get to get a coach and get better via training. But that it yeah. takes a, a a lot more knowledge than most people are yeah, going to have. Being able in. to have a coach to be like, hey man, these are my specific injuries, and I need your help. You know, building a program that isn't going to exacerbate that or make it worse. Right. I think that's a good time. So here's the anti-litigation coach. statement right here. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we're mostly going to be talking about individuals who don't have any major injuries, are ready to train, and need to accurately place themselves in one of three categories, beginner, intermediate, and advanced when it comes to lifting weights. Because that's going to determine the overall amount of volume, um, you know, sets and reps, total sets and reps, work volume that you can handle and really adapt from. And as we've said before, it really comes down to the least amount of working out to force an adaptation. So if you're in a beginning zone and you're going to get all the adaptations you need out of, say, eight sets uh, in any given week of a particular movement pattern, then why would you throw nine or 10 or 11 or 12 across your, your days of working out in there? You don't need to yet. So you worry then about progressive overload with those eight sets and then... What's interesting about working out, and this does not really apply to a lot of things, is that being a beginner is the best. Right. Being 100%. a beginner lifter is the best. That's the time that you get to basically work out the least and get the most changes. Correct. And you will get the fastest changes, and it's like the time period in which you can put the most muscle on, basically. You while can, losing body while fat, While losing too. body yeah. fat, yeah. I want to clarify, too, that being a beginner doesn't mean when you're young. Right. No, it doesn't mean that. <laughs> it that, does not I mean, mean that. that you can be new to lifting at any age. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. So just new to lifting, not yeah. based off of... Like the beginner, not like new to life. Start. Yeah, yeah. Also, like if you used to bench four or five in high school, and but you're not in high school anymore, that doesn't count. Why do you look at me like that? Like, that? <laughs> what are you sorry. To next say? time I'll close my eyes. You're sitting across <laughs> from me. <laughs> you know, right, Mike? Like I feel like if, well, you know. You just use an extreme example. If somebody was able to lift four or five, they probably put in a decent amount of work, and they're probably in the at least intermediate phase and could could be a, a detrained individual that will come back pretty quick. So the two types of people we're talking about that is really good to be when it comes to lifting is the beginners mm-hmm. and then to be athletes who are detrained by this point. Both sides, they can have muscle gains come come pretty quickly and the uh, the detrained people will have it come back pretty quickly. Yeah, I was really talking about like you, you bench four or five in high school and you're like, you know, 60 years old now and you right. haven't done anything since high school. Like that's, you're pretty, pretty well, damn detrained. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, so yeah, yeah. We, we're going to that extreme but for the sure. The amount of I, dudes that you run into, they're like, well, I used to bench in high school. And I'm like, well, that's great. Yeah, these are usually like 40, 50-year-olds. <laughs> but don't who go 405 right now. Yeah. You were going to hurt yourself. Oh, yeah, your arms will fall off yeah. literally at the joint. Yeah, those are 40 or 50-year-olds who just are, are looking back. And you are saying before, your comparison is the thief of joy. Sure it's, is. It, it applies specifically to you looking back at your old self as well. That's true. That's a, good, that's a good point because I think that is frustrating for people to be like, well, mm-hmm. I used to be able to do this. And it's like, yeah, you, you know, you did. And it's, it's hard to wrap your head around the fact right. that you can't quite do that right now. But that yeah. doesn't mean that you can't get back there. But- Right, you know, but it also but just means that that shouldn't be the focus. It has to be a yeah. You got to just do what you can do, and like yeah, compare even comparing that's yourself hard. to your younger yeah. self. Yeah, of course, of it's super that frustrating. Is hard. It's, and that's 
you can't about stop the, the thought, the but you can stop the, the dwelling on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you practice by changing your mindset and stop dwelling on it. You can't stop the thought. It's an intrusive thought that pops in. Man, yeah, I used to sure. be able to do this. Well, moving on. Yep. Because yeah, that's, that's that literally thought. your only choice. You need to move forward. I've said it before on the pod, but I have that the thought of like ah. I wish I would have done this 10 years ago. God, like, all the time. I have that pop in my... I'm like, I feel so behind. I feel so behind. I could have been so much further at this point. And like, yep. That's what I, I... And it pops in my head, and I keep trying to remind myself, like, oh, well, it didn't happen then. Mm-hmm. It has happened now. Be grateful that you're here now. Mm-hmm. And Be grateful take, you didn't wait take, another 10 years, yeah, basically. Yeah, and take advantage <laughs> of where you're at now. But it is really hard, and it constantly pops in my brain that I'm like, man, if I would have done this 10 years ago, what if, what if? I know. And the playing that I'm always what like, if, man, what if I was just like lifting in high school, and I've been lifting since high school? Yeah. And I would be jacked. It would be when, awesome. So <laughs> yeah, it, well, and I was lifting in high school, and I still have regrets and things that I could have done along yeah. the way. Just yeah. not wasted a shit yeah, ton of time. Yeah, everyone's got regrets about something, right? Yeah, I feel like that about... A lot of different things. Anyway, proceed, Michael. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying that's okay. I mean, the the trick is to leave those regrets on a very shallow conversation level and not, you know, deep dive with them. Like, yeah, yeah, we're going to have them. They're all intrusive thoughts. You just, you can't dwell. Our our literal only option is to take a step today and keep moving forward. Yeah, you're right. And that's it. And you may get back to where you were. You may find that you've gotten, you know, past where you were. Yeah, you might find that now in your older age, you're less ego lifting and you're focusing more on your... Um, set up and in, in, in yeah. your form and you're like, oh, wow. You know, I, I feel like I'm doing this better than I did when I was younger. When and which, I, I mean, I, know, I do. My physique now yeah. is better than it was in 30s and 20s and it's what I would have wanted at that point and yep. I just didn't know how to go after it. Yep. Yeah, I do. I Even just learning, I'm I'm the, the newbie in all this, but I do find myself, because I, I had lifted some weights when I was in like high school and stuff, and by some weights, I mean like we had a gym class and had right. to do stuff, right. yeah, but I, I remember too. always just trying to be like, well, how heavy can I get? How Like that was my thought process, yeah. even in those couple <laughs> sessions that I'm like, uh, I'm not going to get hurt, and I'll just like go for it, and like <clears throat> that ego as a child is definitely a lot less, like now I don't really care. I don't even care, like... I don't tell people how much I've been lifting. Yeah. Right. I, we talk about it on here, obviously. It's a little different. Yeah, the only important this, thing for you is just to make sure you're continuing yeah, to get stronger. I think the fear stronger. of getting injured yeah. when you're older is just like <laughs> more there. When you're younger, you're like, screw it. Because yeah. well, you've been injured. <laughs> yeah. When you're younger, you haven't really been injured. And when you did get injured, you were able to bounce back quicker. Right. And, and like, also, like, you probably didn't yeah. have a job that relied on you being there, you know, or whatever. Yeah, you didn't have responsibilities. <laughs> you didn't have the responsibilities if, and the If you got hurt, oh, well, I'll, my mom will take care of me for the next <laughs> six months. It's right. cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. So we chatted before and split it up into different uh, ways of setting it up. And one of the first things that we talked about was setting up the frequency of your workouts. How do we figure out what the frequency of our workout should be? You're going to really base that on how many days you have available and how many you want to push into your your workout program. Now, somebody who resonates with working out may want three to five days of, of lifting in a week, and that's not a problem. But I tend to come across a lot of people who don't have much workout experience, and they think that the more workouts, the more fat loss. So, like, I mean, I can I can do four or five, and I'm like, well, okay, hold on. Yeah. You've never, ever done this. All you need is a minimum of two workouts, and the results are going to be the same. So do we want to revisit this? Do you want to start with two? <laughs> and then if you end up wanting one later on, we can we can add one in and spread the volume out a little bit better. Um, and I tend to have those conversations where I'll ask the question, like, I, I know what we should do here, but let me see where your head's at and see if we can hop on, on the same page as far that's as that That's good goes. to know. I think that people need to hear that because I think people think that 
people who work out are just like in the gym every day, many hours a day, and like that is not the case. No, I mean, if you are someone, what stage you get to, if you are someone, assume, that's right? true. Sure, there it, it, there are people that go to the gym every day, absolutely. Yeah. But if, you know, a lot of times you're kind of spinning your wheels a little bit at that point. I think if you are someone who knows that you only have very tiny windows of time. You know, maybe you only have 20 minutes, but you know that you have 20 minutes four days a week or something. Really, you have to use the time that you have. And yeah. for some people, man, you know, people have got jobs. They've got kids. They've got oh, kids after yeah. school activities. They have a bunch of things going on. So, like, sometimes you may not be able to find a good hour, hour and a half, you know, to which, get which, in there. As we know, too, you don't need, especially yeah. at that point. You, you don't need it. But if you are finding yourself run down and not feeling well and not your 100%, like, you're almost too tired to go work out, even though working out is going to get, get rid of that tired yeah. overall. Yeah. I did notice in my own personal experience during my journey was for most of it, it was two workouts that we, had, we were on. There was a segment where we went to three workouts because I was like, I'm ready. I can do it. Let's <laughs> do it. And it was... Was it hard to hit three? Magnif- <laughs> it was so much harder than I expected to hit right. three for numerous reasons, not just like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, that was part of it, too. But it was more so, like, I didn't realize, oh, crap. Like, I had the time, but then something would come up. And, some- and then I would always miss at least one of them, and I was almost hitting two anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why am I really trying to push this three? So we went back to two then yep. after that. Uh, so getting two workouts in... Did not seem nearly as daunting. Yes, as daunting a task as trying to get that third one in. So I can't even imagine if you're going to jump off the bat being like, "Well, I need to. Hit, I want to hit yeah. these goals, and I want them to be. I, you know, I have a wedding in a, in three weeks that I got to go to. So I, in, I need in for three weeks. I'm going to do five days a week, and then I'm just going to keep that path and keep going because that's what's going to happen. You're I, you're not doing yourself any favors. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's just hard to upkeep, you know, especially right off the rip. Yeah. And and that's the point. And that's why I try and drill into people's head too. It's it's sustainability. I want you to focus more on what you can do forever. Let's build that. And then sure, if you need some periods of higher intensity, higher volume, and more of a cut to get yourself prepped for something specific, fine, we can do that. But let's set the foundation. I mean, let's you can always add can more workouts forever. in. Correct. And you Correct. don't even have to add, you know, maybe you just added more movement. Like maybe you work out two times a day and then you like go for a nice long walk or something right. like which it. Is, you know, it which doesn't. Which is why I, stat- I tend to stagger steps up based to somebody's goal to keep that movement going. You can adjust calories. You can adjust. You could work out twice out. a week and maybe you're on a kickball league. You're doing something fun <clears throat> oh, for movement. It, like, you know, it could be anything. It's about the best thing you can do <laughs> is find a hobby or activity that you enjoy that actually burns calories in the process. Yeah. Yeah, that's the downside of playing guitar. <laughs> yeah, maybe you could play that's it on gained, the treadmill. That's when huh? I, gained, I first gained a lot of weight was when I started treadmill, playing yeah. treadmill guitar. guitar. Or a bozu ball, because Ooh. we all love those. Your what hurts? What is that? Yeah. A bouncy, <laughs> just a bouncy ball. You know, the ones that you named, like the f- workout bouncy balls. Oh, just balls. the big workout ball thing? Yeah, yeah you just, just got The ones that they ball. use for, like, pregnant women? Yes. Yeah. No, they, those are the half ones for pregnant. Oh, wait. No, no. Are these no. big ones? Yeah. I'm not around a lot of pregnant yeah. women. It's really also for babies. Like, you'll just hold your baby and sit on a bouncy ball. Not around a lot you know? of babies no, either. They have yeah. them in... I've, neither one of you would know this, I feel like. But um, when we had our kids, they have them for laboring women. They're in the labor room. There's these uh. big... Like, were those big workout balls for them to bounce on and, like, move around on so they can sit there and, like... Yeah. So All that's right. why. So that will forever be equated to me for as, pre- as a pregnancy. Yoga well, you balls should make play your guitar on a labor ball. Yeah, <laughs> on a labor ball. Yeah, uh, I can push out some songs. <laughs> <laughs> Baby jokes. Yeah, that's great. 
Um, oh, now okay, my dad so, jokes are cool. So That's frequency. <laughs> yeah, you told terrible dad jokes earlier. Uh, so frequency, frequency is essentially is, yeah. designed around somebody's lifestyle. But it's good to hear that really, when you're just starting, if you can hit two. That, that's that's it. all you need. You got a yeah. bare and, and one of those days can be on the in. weekend, so you don't have to try and get it all in. How long your do those week. two need to be? There is, in, no, there is no time. Yeah, if, if you haven't no, been working at it at all, you can go in and do yeah. three hard sets of of a compound move and get the fuck out. I said, even even trained as I was, some of the, the leanest I had ever been and the strongest I'd ever been, I was doing you know three workouts for the week, but anywhere from three to six exercises per or uh, sets per per workout. All foundational movements, all pushing the strength barrier as hard as I could, and then I was done. I could just get right on out. So that's what our next <laughs> section was, the duration. What is the duration of a workout? What Does it matter? Okay, I, I don't I'm, – I'm playing somebody listening. Okay. I don't want to get bulky. I just want to get in shape. Does that <laughs> change Ugh, how I, I work out? No. Okay, well, I just want to be strong. It doesn't like I just so I just need to do less reps, right? Because I just want to be strong. Does that change how I want to work out? Not a lot. No, you can get strong with any. Rep These are range. The questions that I get. Yeah, uh, no, you're right. Yeah, I get so it. I like, mean, people look, say this though. There are general answers to those things, right? <clears throat> like if you're lifting and you really, really, really are just focusing on strength, then like yes, you can lift heavier and do less reps. Generally, right? That's like a general statement. If you're trying to build muscle but you don't care so much about strength and yes you could probably lift lighter and lift more reps you know but like you're looking at someone who doesn't work out and we're talking right. about getting him in the gym to just do something twice a week but these are the things that people hear no, and no, that's no, what no. All I, the, I, I so get those it so become their question so to answer yeah. that question is if, if you're a beginner and just starting lifting um you probably could find a right route to do heavy weight, but it would require a lot of warm-up just to make sure. And I don't like that kind of intensity on unconditioned joints and connective tissue. Yeah, and also, like, they're probably not going to have, like, great grasp on perfect form and things Correct. like that, you and, know? So it's like injury, going in. Not. And injury scales with load. So you're doing exactly. something wrong yes. with what's heavy for that person's body, more of a chance for injury. So when something's very, very new to something, I tend to use the compound move still, but I'll go upwards of an 8 to 12 rep range at that point. So injury scales down now with that load because we're we're lowering. Yeah, the what's weight. good about that is that not only are you scaling down the potential injury, but you're also actually doing the movement more, which gives you more time Correct. of learning. More neural the form. efficiency, more connective tissue conditioning because yeah. you're you're thickening up the condition the, the connective tissue, densing up your bones, conditioning all the muscles in in the postural muscles. Yeah, both um, the muscle physically and the muscle memory of it, right? The, the the way you need to do that, you're getting more practice, you know? So, like, I would not tell someone who is a dead beginner to go in there and lift as heavy as they can, right? So, like, we keep saying also go in there. So, this brings us to the next piece of this. You're right, okay. Is, well, and I, I just want to clarify is not <laughs> everybody has a gym membership. Gym yeah. memberships are not exactly <clears throat> the cheapest. Go in there, things. we mean go into your space. Yeah. Whether it's a gym, whether it's your home. And so, when you're building this workout... Your equipment. Right. And, you know, like, I think it's important for people to realize that they don't have to go to a commercial gym to be able to do these things, especially if you're a beginner, right? Because now... Or if you're like me and for some reason get really ridiculous anxiety about walking Absolutely, into a gym. Yeah, Even sure. now, like, because I, I thought about it, um, my, my home gym got a little cluttered and I was like, oh, I could just go to the gym. Nope, not doing it. 
Dude. Like I just didn't want to go. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I don't you. know why. Especially I have anxiety. Like a I don't have anxiety gym. about anything else. Oh, I have anxiety about everything, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the idea of like the Globo gyms, like the new crunch that they put in on the yeah. in the mall, where like the. If you're in the mall, there's like a whole glass window where everyone in the mall now, can so look into the gym. It. I was oh, just thank at the mall. God. Because that's what I thought too. Because my kids, it I went was with the kids. Clear. And they were sitting there. I'm like, and I was like, get away from the windows. I was like, they're not exhibits. Let's go. It Let felt the like people were out. like, it was like a zoo. That's I exactly I, that's not what I here for that. my kids. I was like, they're not gorillas. Stop it. Yeah. Some of them are. Some of yeah, them true. are gorillas. Some of them are gorillas. <laughs> um, I think some people probably like get off on that. On like people. Oh, like, 100%. Yeah. It's not me. No, yeah. I think people get off on people watching them. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, strong people are probably like, watch me lift this. Yeah. So they like, go I closer to the window. I don't want anyone to watch me lift anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which so you is can't... funny because you're actually strong and in really good shape. So, like, you could probably, like, people be like, oh, damn. That's, like, that's anxiety in your brain for you. It yeah. doesn't matter where you, no matter how, like, far along the process you get, you just, like, still get in your own head Look at the lifter, stuff. look at the lifter, the judging, judging, always yeah. judging. Yeah. yeah. So, but you can do, especially if you're a beginner, you really don't need a lot of equipment. We've kind of talked about this before in previous episodes where, like, if you can get a couple of resistance bands, you know, and... We did the couch episode. If you want to find that, you can check that out on uh, Facebook. We did that live. Yeah, Facebook that Live. That video is available on fa- is still v- available on our uh, Facebook page. Yeah, it's a fun one. Mike's a hot mess. You'll enjoy it. Big time. <laughs> Big time hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so uh, sure. You know, if you have a Global Gym membership, run it. If you are at home, you'll need a couple of things, you know. Or if you have the money and can invest and put a gym in your house... PRX baby, love yeah, their it's equipment. It's worth saving. It up is for that. so nice. It's expensive. It is, it's not yeah. cheap, but I love the fact that it's right here in my house, and I can go right to it as long as I don't put a bunch of crap in the way that I can't get to it, like I did. Um, I have since moved some stuff so I can get. Yeah, some don't access, let your rack become your coat rack. Cause I am trying really hard happens. not to ever hang anything on it. Just the psychology of the idea of hanging something on right. it. Because it's right across from my washer it and dryer. It has so many great places to hang stuff, It does. Too. Don't tell me that. I don't need to know that. I don't Sorry. need to. Yeah, it does. I know. There's so many times where I'm right like, oh, I can hang it. it's right by the washer and dryer. No, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> that would be tempting. <laughs> it would. It is. Yeah. Um, okay, so what is your next bullet point there? So we went through the frequency, the duration, the equipment. Once you figure out those kinds of things... Now it's time to get into the meat and potatoes oh, of it I do all. like that. Mm. What the hell do you do with, and how, what do you do with that time that you've figured out you have, with the equipment you realize that you have access to, and the frequency, the times that you have set aside? Here I am. I'm in the gym, Mike. <laughs> oh, f- or you, I'm at you've home. You've got there. Yeah, I was about to say, we're still in the planning or, phase here. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, what do I do now? How do I, like... For me, when I before I knew anything, the first thing I would do, I would go hit a bench press because to me, like that's the that's the workout, the, the penultimate dude exercise. Yeah, that's you right. just go, you do the bench, and you do <laughs> a bench press, and then you do the leg press. Those I like are, that. Those are the workouts. That's upper and lower body, right? That's what you do. That's a full workout. I'm not even joking. Like that. I'm if not I were built, at you. Uh, yeah. it, Christy's laughing at me. <laughs> if I would have built a built a workout one prior to any of this, that's exactly what I would have done. If I would have walked into the gym and been like, "All right, it's time to get ready," I would have done the bench, and then I would have done I would have done like three sets of ten on the bench, and I would have done three sets of ten yeah, on three, the leg three press. Three sets is a very very common mm-hmm. and. I would have probably only done, oh, maybe the tricep pull-down things because I like those things. I think they're cool. <laughs> I like 
the I, I, even it's a tricep pump baby yeah it's even, fun even before you put it in my workout i like with the rope yeah yeah mm-hmm. the tricep pull downs the rope i just i don't know i like that it's so weird to me how like certain exercises you like enjoy and certain other ones you don't I'm like I why know. and it's, it's different for everybody it's not this doesn't have any what's the difference there's no difference here. i would have never done a deadlift if i on my own because right. i was like only crazy people do those things. Only, <laughs> only the crazy. They're only. And now like I'm happy things. to admit so. I am a crazy. <laughs> I am a crazy. Uh, it's actually my favorite of all of them. <laughs> um, so, but how do I start from the beginning? Like I said, like that's the things that I feel like most people see. Is the bench press is like the most popular workout. I feel like in general, that's the one people know what it is. Yeah, that's like the one when you're like watching TV or movies that people are just like always doing. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the what do you say? Know. What do you bench? Yeah, yeah, and that that's the yeah that's the glamour. That's what the, do you bench? Weights. Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> Weights. So what do I do? How do I start? How do I decide which one of these uh, fundamental compound moves I start with, or do I do all of them in one day? Holy crap! Uh, what are the five <laughs> moves that we built your program around? The mate, the five. Are you asking me? You oh yeah. yeah, this is oh, a quiz. Man, I'm getting quizzed. Oh crap! <laughs> bench press. Uh huh. Yeah, I got one. Yeah, uh, did get one. He did get the one that we've been talking about. One for one. Uh, mm-hmm. Squat. Nice. Big time. Yeah. Deadlift. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pull up. Yeah. Absolutely. And an overhead press. Yes. Nailed it. I almost lost that one. I had a moment yeah. there. Nailed it. I yeah. literally just did the overhead presses right. with the dumbbells. So that's why I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, I just did that. <laughs> so. The way I do it, I've got those five foundational moves. Those are the absolute must-haves. Everything else gets built around that. Okay. So before you're throwing in any bits of accessory or, or you know, extra exercise, we now need to figure out whether or not you're lifting two, three, or four days a week. And then we decide how we're going to split those exercises into any given day. So I just started. I'm doing two days a week. Two days a week. Those are five exercises. Five exercises. Do I split them three, two? Do I split two, two? Do I do one, one, and then next week, one, one? So how do I do this? You're trying to get those movements done once per week. Okay. So so it's a a three, two, no matter what. So you have to hit all five of those once a week. Mm -hmm. You know, being honest, I mean, like... You probably could do it in any kind of order and get results, but there's like a better probably way to do it. There is, some are, some yeah. things are just more exhausting than other things. Right. Like squats, that's a full body exercise. It's way more exhausting mm-hmm. than the bench press or the overhead press, right? So you kind of stack them in a more intelligent way. Correct. So go ahead, Mike. Um, so I tend to try and make the, I mean, it's going to be full body. Both days are going to be full body days no matter what. Yeah, you because got you've got days, the squat yeah. and yeah. the deadlift in them. Is this what's called splits? Yeah. Split. It's a workout split. It's a workout yep. split. Okay. <clears throat> It's like a banana split, but less delicious. You've split up the exercises that all need to be done. Yeah, so like splits could mean like you'll hear people be like, oh, I do do back and buys, or I do, yeah, push day, pull day, leg day. It's just the lingo for It's the lingo for like what you're doing on each day and how you're splitting it up. Yeah, it's how you split up your volume. Your muscle groups, maybe. Just clarifying. All right, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Like butter. Keep interrupting you. No, you're fine. I'm used to it. (laughs) (laughs) God, I wish that wasn't so accurate. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) So I like to separate. The deadlift and squats um, completely for most programs. For somebody like the the girl I have, um, 
she's who's competing in powerlifting competitions in the same day she has to squat bench press and deadlift so that's somebody i've had to train in a different route oh, i mean a lot, a lot of people will hype on central nervous system <coughs> fa- fa- fatigue and it's just not really as much of a thing as people make it out to be you'd have to work very very hard to really fatigue your cns from lifting so, but I still like to separate the deadlifts and squats as much as I can. So if you've got two days a week that you're working out, I look at maybe like a Monday and Thursday kind of working out thing. You yeah. have a good couple of days in, then you have a nice long weekend, refresh and hit it back. Yeah, I think that's smart too. Just because like it, those are taxing movements, both of them are taxing, you know. So like if you got to do both in one workout, like you're not going to get your best numbers Probably on whichever not. one you're yeah. doing second. You're going to be tired. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, especially if you're applying the volume to them, you Mm -hmm. know, if you can keep it just purely strength based and continue to build up strength, maybe you can push off that fatigue longer. But initially, while we're trying to put volume onto the the moves and again, condition connective tissue, condition bones, et cetera, et cetera, then we want to be smart about it. So I I personally like a deadlift bench and then your pull up scenario on the first day. Yeah, your chin ups or your pull ups. Yeah. And then the last day of the week, I'll end up doing squats and overhead press and then more accessory shoulder type things and lower body stuff at that point. Okay. How do you pair accessory movement? Cause there's so <laughs> many versions of and accessory. This is where people movements. will get lost in the weeds. Yeah, they so do. If, you, yes. if you've done I'm people, I'm those hundred percent. And I, and I, I totally get it because we're again, constantly looking for, well, what's the, what's the best exercise when best is probably a different of a few percent on any given realm. I'm the opposite mentality. You want the worst exercise. No, right, I'll I'm give you like, that one. what <laughs> is this the worst option? Like, is there like, I'm not thinking what's the best. I'm like, there's got, is it, is this, is, should I be doing something that's better than this? For me, like, What's the like? Is this not? Is this stupid? Should I not be doing this? Am I doing damage? Like that's where right. my brain uh, goes all the time. For me, for accessory movements, it's less like is this going to be better or worse, and it's more like I want to do some accessories. What is going to be the most fun and enjoyable for me right now today? Which right. changes a lot, right? Because I get bored, and that's often what <laughs> I'll get into to supersets. So the numbers I keep in mind: doing eight to ten sets of any given movement pattern, you've about maxed out that day's ability to improve upon it. You know, as, as if you're natural, you know, not supplementing and, and whatever. So eight to ten given sets on any given movement pattern. So if I'm doing accessory work, um, I'll do eight to ten sets of that accessory work. Or on a volume day for me, I'll do ten sets of, of hard bench and or, you know, pull-ups or, or whatever. So, all right. So clarify this for me because I feel like I'm getting lost in the weeds because this is what I do. Um, so what you mean is... Does that include the 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 compound move? That's a different movement pattern. So, but if I'm doing pull-ups, oh, I see what you're saying. If I'm doing pull-ups, do those three sets of pull-ups count uh, towards those yes. eight to ten? That's so then, what if, I'm, so then, if you instead of doing, if you like, if you were to go from weighted pull-ups to regular pull-ups, you know, the weighted pull-ups you did very intense three heavy sets. Now you're essentially lightening the weight, or now doing lat pull down with the same grip, or that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah those, so those all count towards the same movement pattern. Yeah, so something or that rows. I do a lot because do I get bored. Count it towards that same. If you do, depends like on a the grip. I'm going to say it depends on how you're rowing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. So yeah. if your elbows are closer to your body, you're working more lats, and if your elbows come apart from your body and/or you have a wider grip, then you're going to be working a little bit more upper back and and posterior delts it is so like i don't like i feel like i should understand this a little bit better than i do but all the time we talk and i'm like like all this stuff that i'm like 
obviously that should make sense. It was the same thing. No, it shouldn't make sense. I didn't learn this till within the last handful of years. So oh, it's okay. Well, I feel you just, a little bit better. Yeah, you but, just go in for row exercise. You just know you need to kind of beat up the back and beat up the biceps, and all these pull exercises are kind of doing both. But it, it takes digging deeper and, and, hell, even watching some people who are you know, more qualified or been in the business longer, and then they'll put up a good video and they run through the exercise of how the muscles tie in. And it's so complex because there are zero pushing muscles in your body, but somehow your body pulls on enough of the joints and articulates things to get a push out of the mix. There are yeah. no push muscles. They're all shortening when they contract to, to make shit happen. That's it's what I tried to say the other beast. day and said it's I so I remember that. It was yeah. very confusing. <laughs> it was <so> bad. <laughs> I do too. I'm glad you're intelligent because apparently. <laughs> but that's, what the, and that's the same thing that I learned when you guys said about how I gripped for the pull-up Chins bar. and pulls. Yeah. 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 That I didn't realize how dramatic of a difference. I've been messing around with it too yeah. just to see like mm-hmm. the difference. And feet... I'm trying to feel the difference too. And like that's important. In my muscles that is as important. I do it. Yeah. You absolutely will. As you change different grips, you'll be able to really notice that, oh, when I hold it like this, I'm really feeling it more maybe in my lats versus my delts or whatever, yeah. depending on like how, what you're doing and how you hold it. And that is something over the year. You fuck, fuck with it, man. Mess with it. See yeah. what, see what you know, what you like, what you don't like. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I've, what I've been doing lately, because pull-ups, is, I've been doing a lot of pull-ups lately, because that's easy access to jump yeah. up there and do some, um, is I've been switched, so I'll do like three sets, but I'll do a different grip on each set, just to kind of mess around. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but I've it's, been... It's not it. necessarily good or bad, and if you're not having any joint pain from it, you're fine. So I Oh, tend- that could cause joint pain? I'm old. I have bad joints. If, I'm if, old. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing a lot of volume, doing the fully... Um, Pronated? Uh, pronated and or supinated grip. So supinated is palms towards you. like That's yeah, what yeah, people yeah. tend to call a chin-up. And pronated, where your palms are facing away from you, is generally your, your pull-up. So they're, they're hyper-extending, you know, not hyper-extending, but they're going to the, the limits of your rotation oftentimes, especially when you're moving around. So that kind of stress in those positions, if you're doing a lot of volume on the exercise, can, can cause some joint pain from repetitive movement. So then if you go to a neutral grip... It's way more neutral on all your joints. Yeah, the neutral um, grip really is the nicest. So it's nice. That's so if, the one that I gravitate to. That's what I was doing. Remember when, uh-huh. we, when we talked about this? That was I was right. just naturally because my arms when I lift my arms up, they're neutral grip. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you have to like rope. You have to like force yourself to do now the other way. With the grip bar, if you're facing this way, I I like this chin up. So it's like a 45 degree grip on the chin up. Oh, that's that's pretty much around. my favorite one to use. I can't. Oh, I'd have to pull down my the other. I way. I have the yeah, same issue as you, where my bar is. Backwards, basically. So, like, I would have this grip. I'd have to go in it backwards to get the one. Yeah, that I which want. mine's far enough away from the wall. I can. I can just yeah. go behind. I can yeah, still I watch can TV while I do well. my chin ups. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I just have to. Move. I have a dip bar that hangs. So, in Mike, is it okay room. if, let's say, I'm, I don't know, doing like a tricep type situation? I'm just gonna pick on triceps right now. If if I'm aiming for eight to ten sets, does it have to be eight to ten sets of the exact same movement, or can I do other tricep? Movements. Other tricep movements. Right? Because I'm just trying to hit that same muscle group or that same correct. movement pattern. Count towards that. Those it tri- does. I mean, a your little, triceps are kind they, of they're happening. They're working, but they're not highly, highly. It's not a highly tricep focused exercise. But I think you get it would plenty be... of triceps in there, but if you go to a close grip tricep or a close grip bench, now you're going to focus more on your triceps and pulling a little bit of your, your chest out of the mix. I think it would be okay focus. to like do, like, if you're on your bench day, if you're going to do, you could do some tricep accessory movements. 
Oh, that's that's you know generally what I, mean? what I tend to do it do because that. you're getting your push and you're not working the the entire uh, head of the triceps. So your triceps isn't just one muscle that tie. There's a couple of muscles that tie in. Mm-hmm. There's the long head of it and, and short head and whatever. So there's different ways of, of hitting that. So I like the on the cable the over the head extensions mm-hmm. to push out, which gives you a much longer range of motion, and you're going to get all heads of the triceps. Is that the that. same thing with the down or no? Just the overhead is the only way they get. You those? could. I've done this before. You could bend over and have your arms behind your head yeah. and do that kind of extension. Absolutely. Oh. It's by, by putting your, your elbow in that okay. extension. Like, feel how much it tightens up just back here. Is that so why... Now, so you had me doing that with the dumbbells. Correct. The, the one... A single dumbbell... I don't know why I'm moving to do it to show you guys. Like I know, me too. I, I just walking. stopped You're doing fine. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just smacked my microphone, though, to trying to do it. Uh, where a single dumbbell over your head, yeah. bend your arms and like just lift it, arms straight up and come mm-hmm. back down so that your elbows are past ninety degrees. Yep. And similar. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And that so and that one hits the full range of motion on a tricep. Basically, what I like about cables is that is that there is no strength curve on the cables. You have the same resistance pulling at you no matter what. Whereas wouldn't you tr- have the same thing on the dumbbell too? It's not, always, you not really. Un- until your elbow drops forward. Does that make sense? No. So you're once when you're back and as you start to go up, as your elbows drop kind of forward, it gets it's easier on the top. So the the spread of the weight with the musculature you've now got involved just sort of is a little bit easier up there. Cables are really really humbling. I cannot say that enough. They they are heavy the whole time. No, you know, like I really do love a cable workout. It's nice. It's convenient. It's easy. But yeah, you what you lift for the dumbbell. Like, I can do way more flies with, oh, yeah. uh, say, I have a 15-pound dumbbell. Me- I can do way more tension on of the this move. Think with about a dumbbell any than exercise I can you do. Like even like, like That doesn't make any sense to me. It, even, like, curls. Like, the leverage point changes as you're going. I mean, that's just that's physics. But with, with a cable, it is constant it's, tension. It's because it of where the weight on no is on what. your hand. So, like, the weight, as I'm pulling it up, now the weight of that dumbbell is coming this way, and so yeah. it's going to make it easier for me to do this. But when I have a changes. cable, so it's constant. So, the, therefore, the strength, oh. the, the resistance curve changes. Whereas no matter where you're at, really, with the, the cable, it's constant tension. It's pulling that direction against you. The pivot, a pull. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you know, fulcrums and flux capacitors. Yeah, where's air when you need them, you know? Right. <laughs> Physics. Ah, uh, physics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so so cables are very humbling, but they're really fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. I didn't realize why, because you had made a big deal when you put your home gym in that you needed a cable machine, and I was like, why? Like, why is it such a big deal with that? Now makes sense. And it's not me. necessarily that you can't get things done without that. No. It's just that I like the variety in my I, household. I get that, but I, I understand more why that was such mm-hmm. a big deal now. That makes more sense if no. you can get a better workout with it kind of deal. Um, I do have a question. So we're talking about all this accessory stuff. Do I have to do accessory stuff to, to start? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's good no. to start with accessory stuff in your workouts? Or if I'm just beginning, is it a good idea to possibly just start with the foundational compound moves just so I can get used to playing? And then eventually, and how long should I wait before there's, I add accessories? There's no, right, there's no real right like, or wrong answer for that. I guess the only times I wouldn't throw in extra work is dependent on your time. And now it's not necessarily that extra work does not have to be balls of the wall, you know, accessory work. But if you do 
three to six sets of, of whatever one or two movement patterns you've done just to kind of put a little extra work on the, the musculature, build in a little bit of muscular endurance as opposed to just focusing on the strength like we just did for the most part. You're generally trying to... Yes, you need to hit your compound moves. So do that first. That's the bare minimum. And that's whether you're at a gym or, or at, at home, home with bands. Yeah. Whatever. The compound don't, moves are the, are the cake don't, and the accessory is the icing. Yeah, don't add the accessories unless you have the cake, right? So I think that's important. And yep. to choose your accessories, you want to choose accessory movements that are basically doing the same movement or the same muscles Correct. that you have already been doing. You're right. So the ones that complement the compound move that you've chosen. Can I just do accessory stuff if I don't have access to, like, I, I don't have a deadlift bar? How do I do that? Then, yeah. Well, you, you, just, just, you could use a dumbbell, you yeah, know. Use or, a dumbbell deadlift or just focus on doing dumbbell rows or single leg dumbbell deadlift. There's, there's. You, you know, could probably even somehow use a resistance a, band, like if you're standing on it or something somehow, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can. <laughs> you need those super bands because the other mm -hmm. ones aren't going to get really as low. Yeah. Okay, so you can do it with bands. Can you get all of the compound moves done with bands? You can. It's not going to be as effective. Like, you'll essentially outgrow them yeah, quickly. Yeah, you will, yeah. Because, like, you know, a, a deadlift is going to... I mean, it depends gonna... you're starting at, though, Exactly, too, true. Right? Yeah, absolutely, but, like... If you're starting at, like, I mean, extreme, like, three, 400 pounds and of a human being... And you're starting there. Could, will you still outgrow them really quickly yes. from there? You will. Yeah, really? think about that really that band that we used in the live, right? Like that was a very high resistance band, but like you know, you're we were I all able it. we were all able to use right. it, right? And you got to bear in mind too that that <laughs> mass allows for more weight lifted too. Often it's a, it's a leverage thing. Yeah. But that's why you see the majority of the now it's, that's changing as they're leaning out. But the majority of the historically strong men have been, you know, much much bigger gentlemen. Granted, they Walter have more muscle gentleman. mass under there as well. So the average person who's just significantly overweight and hasn't done much lifting, you'll be surprised at how quickly the strength gains are coming. But I'm not saying they're going to outgrow it overnight, but in a month or two they will. And so there, there has to be some thought put into either expanding the home gym or getting to a point where you fuck comfort and, and get into a gym because that's what's going to allow you to live longer, healthier, to and get, and get where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you, they could, but you know, you could just grab, you know, dumbbells, get sets of those to have yeah. at the house, and you, you, could and you can progress. Them them, you can progress them. your overload not just by weight. So you can do. It's really time under tension is another thing that you can do. Define that, Michael. Time under tension is the amount of time that your muscle is in its uh, lengthened and/or contracted position. So that's taken a. a Say a bench press, for example, where usually you just go right down, right up. So you're just doing one to two seconds down and one to two seconds up, you know, at most at that point. Likely yeah. it's you know, maybe that. two and then up one, yeah, yeah, or one and a half and one. So you can spend more time um, on the negative rep, taking four seconds to go down, and then really controlling the weight back up and taking two seconds to go up. Yeah, obviously, so our time and attention just slowing now, what you're doing yeah, works. It's yeah. essentially just slowing it down. So your time and attention now is six seconds per rep as opposed to the, you know, one and a half to, or two and a half to three seconds you were taking before. Yeah, you so can you're, do pause you're, you're squats. You're doubling your time under tension. <laughs> now, you get a trade-off that you're not lifting as heavy, and you're not lifting as many reps, but you're... Taxing the body, yeah. Correct, you're still taxing the body. And that's going to be a little more hypertrophy-based at that point, which is the chance to really grow muscle. And again, that changes. Whether you're a beginner, you're going to be doing that pretty easily. If you're an intermediate, you've, you've kind of lost that chance to just very easily and quickly put on uh, muscle mass. 
But yeah, I think that's important for people to know that it's not all weight. No, you know, you can not. progress by and anything between so slowing your roll. To, um, you can I'm grow muscle with anything between go, five go and yeah. thirty reps. Couldn't you do that too with the bands and extend the length of then of how long the bands would be effective? Correct. Sure, absolutely. That's why I mentioned it. But the the problem I've found for for myself and a lot of people that the higher the reps are, the less enjoyable they find it. So mentally, I'm like, fuck, I got to do 30 reps on this set. Oh, yeah. I you know, oh, I got to do four sets of 30 on this set to just really maximize that and muscle. Time wise, that takes yeah, it does. It takes longer. Correct. Yeah. So we are all very time driven creatures. So the more you can superset, um, which doing an exercise back to back with very little to, little to no rest, usually they're opposing muscles. So if you did a push exercise, and then now I just quickly go over to a pull exercise. All my pull muscles have been rested. You think you're tired, but your pull muscles are, are good to go. So now you very quickly completed two sets of your workout. Now you're going to take a break, go back in and do the same two again. The difference that I've noticed when I was doing the supersets, mm -hmm. as you're speaking, is, yes, those muscles, like, I was shocked that the first couple times that I did it that I was like, oh, wow. I can do it, yeah. but I was winded. Yeah, the oh, cardio oh, yeah. of it is exhausting. So there's a cardio respiratory response. And that makes me be able to do less because I was, like, tired. So you don't have to go immediately into the exercise. So a superset is still a superset if you take a minute to go from one exercise to the next. So catch your breath, and as soon as you have caught your breath sufficiently, then go do the exercise. Because I, I like even supersetting with my main compound moves on a very heavy lifting day. I'll, I'll uh, superset my deadlift with my bench press often. But I'll, I'll take a minute or so. Usually I'm taking three to five minutes between heavy, heavy sets anyways for rest. So what's the matter if I take 60 to 90 seconds to really catch my breath, really get yeah, set up for my okay bench press, and then It's okay to rest. I think that's important to mention as well. Where like, you know, especially if you're new to it, like... I think, if, I think it's better than good to rest. It's, like, it's I, do, I agree. It's necessary. Really and it's okay. Like, you don't have to... I think a lot of, like, workout apps and things that come with timers... So it's like you do your bench, and it's like, okay, one minute on the clock. And it's like, hey, man, it's cool to take three minutes, you know, right. four minutes, whatever you need, because do your so next it's not set. Miserable. Yeah, it doesn't right. have to be that I, miserable. I tend to program higher rest into to clients, and having a timeline that's reasonable is important. I've had some clients you know, respond back like, do I do I have to wait this whole time, or can I? Yeah, no, just it's once you're go, recovered. Go, go. Like, when you're recovered, go. I'm like, ah, let's wait this out. You're still learning. But now some of the other stuff we can superset a little bit with, or you can play with the rest. Like you don't have to do the rest exactly as it's programmed. That's kind of your your optimal. If you need more, cool, yeah. no worries. Yeah. If you need less, cool. I'd no rather worries. you take more rest and do the next set at at peak capacity. You know, than, than yeah. just be like, oh, I'm tired. I did one set. I don't want to do it anymore. You know, right? So you know, everybody's like, they got to go, 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 or they have to have to get the workout done in one shot. Well, if your ideal thing is you've got you know, two or three 30-minute breaks in your day, and it makes more sense to fit two short, short workouts into those or, you know, half your workout in one, half your workout in the other, do that. Yeah. It's more important to get the quality of each set. Each set should be pushed to within one to three reps of failure, um, and you get better and better about approaching that, that limit as you learn to lift. But that's what gets, tells the body that, oh, shit, we need to adapt to this. It's the importance and quality of set not getting the entire workout done in one shot if that's not really I almost want to say don't do that when you first start, though, because I did that, and I was so miserable and sore when I first started. Yeah, you are going to be sore. That's something that you should expect, especially right. when you're new, because can that's you, just going to happen. But it will but go away. By, yeah. like, starting really light and, like... It depends like on how slow you want to go, which seems to be most people's problem. But, yeah, you could say take the... the Full program is going to be, let's call it eight sets of exercise, 
for the workout, right? You know that that's your optimal, that's where you want to be. So maybe the first week you start with just two sets. The next week you go to three or four, depending on how you feel. The next week you go to six to eight. So within a month, you're now up at optimal. You've yeah. done every day, you've done more than you've usually done at that point, and you will minimize soreness. It doesn't take long for your body to start adapting. I think no. people do get really sore and it really turns them off from it, but it is really important to know that like, if you keep doing it, you will stop getting that sore. I mean, every time you do something different that you're like a different muscle movement or something, sore. you're going to get a little sore, but like... You get better at you're at gonna get your body is really gonna as well. you do yeah you do also eventually you're like that yeah. sounds miserable <laughs> accepting the soreness so I want to clarify it's not nearly as bad no. it's yeah, not it's accepting not. the soreness as in like I just learn how to grip my teeth it and bear it, it. No. yeah, yeah. it's but not what like that. What I'm saying is it just becomes the the little bit of soreness you end up getting when you just completely change something up, if you're intelligent about it, it's just a little bit of soreness. But your yeah. body almost by that point is just like, oh, I'm a little sore, moving on. Yeah. So you yeah. get better handling any kind of soreness. It's just, no, that's not a, a you know lifelong soreness you get just because you start lifting. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it, it, there are some soreness that you're going to get that you might be like, this really sucks. But it's going to go away in a few days and you're going to get back in the gym and you do it again. Yeah. And every time you do it, it's going to suck less. And I've had some of my best lift when I, when I was sore too. Sore does not mean your body's not ready to train. Yeah. I also found personally, I don't know if you guys, but I was really sore and was like, I do not want to do this workout. I hurt so bad. This sucks. And I just was like, whatever. I'm just going to go do it. Did the workout you're and I wasn't sore, sore anymore. Yep. Yeah, that happens a lot. Like, it's I like don't know phenomenon. what the deal it is, is a with phenomenon. That. A phenomenon. I would assume it's because you got the blood rushing and soreness. I would assume because I soreness comes from uric acid, right? Isn't that how that works? No. The buildup of uric acid. Isn't that what that is? No. No? Mm -mm. Somebody lied to me. Are yeah. you thinking of lactic acid, though, for one? No. Are you urinating on your muscles? <laughs> no. But that's like what causes like your muscles to cramp and like that soreness. Isn't that what that is? Lactic acid being flushed out, I think, acid. is what causes I, your muscles to cramp up and all. I think cramping for sure. Um, the, the soreness itself, I don't know. It's hysterical. It, it seems to me like nobody in the science -y world knows what soreness is. The last thing I've read is it's less about breakdown of the muscle tissue and more about breakdown of the connective tissue. So that's where you know, the healing process is being I done. I think it really is you're doing intentional damage. And oh, the pain is from the intentional damage that you're doing. No. Yep. But I really, I don't know. I'm not it's a scientist. Metabolic damage. Metabolic. But yeah, so don't be afraid of the soreness. It is not going to last forever. Um, metabolic waste, no metabolic damage. Anyways, yeah, yeah absolutely. Maybe lactic acid. Short-lived, short-lived. Yeah. But it's, and again, it's worth, worth it. it. Yeah, worth it. Okay, what's next on your list, sir? That was everything. So we talked about frequency, duration, the equipment, um, and... The training block of that's what right. This so overall so so the, the other thing block. that we were going to talk about is not carrying. just the split, but like Mike, you've talked about different things that you set up for Victor before, like pyramid training and reverse pyramid right. training uh, and all of that. It's like, do, when should they take that into consideration? Or I, for the most part, and especially a beginner can literally just pick a two day split. Okay. You know what I mean? And then if it's five by five, cool, that'll work. Mm -hmm. You want to do Texas method from Ripito, cool, mm -hmm. that'll work. 
you know, do reverse pyramid training. Cool. That'll work. Okay. It's just, it's literally picking one what is and doing it for a training block. Five sets, five sets for five reps each Correct. set. When yeah. you can hit all five sets of five with the appropriate amount of rest in between, then you just up the weight by five pounds next week. It's a very simple, they linear progression. They also do like three by five is good Correct. for a very, very beginner person, you know right. and what I, I mean? I'll do three, I by, do five three by five all the time, particular actually, exercises <laughs> and five by five for other exercises sometimes. Because I, I don't really like to hammer out the deadlifts and squats for most people when you can get the movement with just two or three sets on any given yeah. week. Yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up because I feel like they're going to run into that, you know, yeah, as they're sure. trying to find a program. And so... So when you're seeing all of them... But really, when you're a beginner, anything is going to yeah, work. Just, yeah, just kind of decide which one resonates with you a little bit. Oh, this one's only three sets max effort? All right, I'll do that one instead of doing five sets of five at my, my peak at that point. And if you end up liking three by five, you're like, man, I think I could do two more. Maybe you try five by five in the next training block. Mm -hmm. So finish a training block. How long is a training training block? block Should last a minimum of four weeks. I like to do anywhere from eight to twelve because you can get a lot of movement out of any particular strength program, and a lot of people just sort of dip out too early, like ride out the strength gains. And the other thing that I noticed with that is even at eight, because that's what you had me at, like eight to twelve. Yep. As I as a beginner, as I was like finally starting to feel comfortable with that move, because I'm just learning all of this right. stuff. You're just learning these moves. We were moving on to the next move, and I was like, crap, I just got comfortable <laughs> with that one. All right, here we go. So don't yeah, four weeks I would feel like I didn't learn shit. Right. Yeah. Like I don't know anything. So well, I, especially yeah. if you're only doing two works workouts a week. You know, like if you saying. think about it over it's a time period, times. it's not really right. that many times. Yeah. No, yeah. so I, I like a 12 week training block. That's that's kind of my favorite. Well, actually, it's four times because if you're doing two workouts, they're different workouts. Yeah, each like week. how many times did you do a squat? Four times. That's not enough times. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So, yeah. like that—that that was for me was what was I—I I remember that distinctly. That I'm like, all right, cool. I kind of have a good hang of what I'm doing. Like I'm ready to go in. Uh oh, it's a new block. Mm-hmm. Shit. Now what am I doing? And I just felt like I was starting. I don't know if that was part of my anxiety, just like a little learning bit. All I mean, that but, stuff, you're, you're, but well, we're like know. that. We're comfort creatures. That's also we the get importance of the foundation movements. Yeah. Like you have those no matter which training block you're in, so you have some familiarity. Yeah, there are the a only thing things, that really changes but... is the accessory stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. to kind of mix it up and to, to hit the target the muscles in a little bit different variations. Um, but the foundation always, always, always stays the same, and it should because is it always the same kinds of squats. Is it always the same kind of deadlift? Is it always the same? It doesn't have to it doesn't be. Doesn't have to be, but it's it's almost a the it's almost a question of why swap it up. If you're getting full body, you're still progressing in it. Like, why would you need to change it? I'm just curious. I don't know why. That's right. why you're here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're, they're all similar. A lot of people will shit on a on a sumo deadlifts. But if they're done right, like they allow them in competition for a reason. Like yeah. they're similarly as difficult to, to conventional deadlift. I personally, I prefer conventional for, for myself. I enjoy conventional more than I do sumo. My knee feels better doing sumo. I've tried doing both. Yeah. And so now I've only been doing sumo because. And, that, and that's, that's fine. That's cool, man. That's yeah. totally okay. Yeah. That is, is absolutely fine. As far as squats, whether it's, it's high bar or low bar, I like low bar because you're able to push more weight from A to B. And for me, as for the average person who just needs to be more functionally strong in their life, like the more amount of whoosh, whoosh, the more amount of weight that you can push, the whoosh. stronger, like full body, the stronger That's a new and word. you Yo, are. Yo, what's your whoosh? The what's more you, whoosh? you can whoosh. What do you whoosh? What do you whoosh, what do you whoosh? What do you whoosh man? <laughs> <laughs> um, high bar is going to be a little bit more uh, quad dominant and a little bit longer range of motion. But and for me, I have to do high bar. I because can't because your shoulders can't get back. Because yep. my shoulder hurts so bad when I try to do low bar that yeah. I'm so uncomfortable I can't do it. 
So, so yeah. no, not not a big difference. Not enough to, to make a yeah. I like think it's okay difference. to make selections based off of your limitations. Absolutely. You know what I mean? In fact, like, you should. I, you should. I'd yeah. actually even push for that. Yeah. So, Chrissy, how do you build your program? Did you? Because you didn't know Mike when you first started lifting, right? Did you? Did Mike help you no, originally no. start the building a program? The very first time I started lifting, I was following starting strength. Yep. I started with three by five, and then I went to five by five, I believe. Yep. It was kind of a while ago. Sounds a bit um, and, But yeah, that basically the same way. You know, you did three by five of your compound moves, and you would increase your weight five to ten pounds, depending on what was happening. Correct. Um, each, each time you were able to complete your three by five, you know. So it that, would, that's called a linear progression. Yeah. So by complete, you mean you were able to do three sets with five reps? Yeah. Yeah. So like if, if she picked, if she picked a weight and was, did, uh, was doing three sets, and the first one she got five, mm-hmm. second one she got five, but the third one she was fatigued enough or not strong enough anymore and got three reps, she would stay with that weight the next yep. week and hopefully now get, then she'd maybe get five, five, and four. Yep. Stay with that weight till the next week after that. Then she nails five, five, five. Then you so that up. means the weight the week after that, you increase the weight. But on that week, now she's feeling super strong. So again, she got 555, even with the new weight. Now you continue to up the weight. So if you hit all the numbers, that's your marker for whether or not you increase the weight next week or stay with the same weight to continue trying to hit the goal. So, but that's different than, nah, my brain is like, that's different than, than hitting fail every set. No, it's not. You're lifting heavy in this scenario. You're lifting within <laughs> one to three reps of failure. So if she failed on the third set and didn't hit five, then I didn't get it's to highly failure. likely that her first two sets of five were high enough intensity to get within one to three reps of failure. Because with full recovery, rest in between, she was not able to get that third set. So she was pushing closer oh, limit like on the first Because I feel like my numbers are so much more dramatic. Like, because... Uh, you you'll put like a rep range of like six to eight, and like the yep. first one I end up doing like twelve, and I'm like, ah, oh, well, no, that means you chose the wrong weight. You chose the wrong weight to start with. Oh. Yeah, if yeah. you're able to hit twelve on that first weight or more, then you need to increase the weight next week, and you continue increasing the weight until your max effort within one to three reps of failure is an eight. That's your signal for continuing to increase weight from one week I'm to so the next. Ter- I'm always so terrified to increase my weight. It's so weird. like I want to be stronger, but I'm so terrified of hurting myself and you that but, but I, you the won't the, the likelihood of hurting yourself when you've you've cemented your form that's worked for you and and you've gotten your range of motion down the likeliness of you hurting yourself just by increasing weight a little bit at a time is so low i mean you'll get a twinge here a twinge there it's inevitable you know through the lifelong of you lifting um but you're not pushing like that that max max effort on stage you know powerlifting competition style you're literally just increasing the weight and you're feeling out where your, your failure range is. So with your, within one to three reps of failure, like, uh, I think I'm going to fail this in two reps. By that point, you're not lifting hard enough to have hurt yourself, essentially. So staying within that comfort range, and every once in a while flirting with it to see how it, how it feels, you're not quite going to that max, max effort at that point. This is very... I, I learned so much on this podcast, <laughs> even having done this. I hope so. Like, and it's hard because like, a lot of this stuff... As you're talking about, I'm like, oh, yeah, we did talk about that before. You did say that to me, like, not necessarily on the pod, like, when we were training. But it just doesn't it's stick. A There's lot of information, so man. Much a lot of information. It. Yeah. There's and a lot of nuance. And, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. There's so much nuance and so much little teeny variables here and teeny variables And what's variable frustrating there. about lifting is, like, really, and I struggle with this because, again, I get bored, is that, honestly, the most repetitive, boring program is, like, the best program. It is. It's honestly the best your, program. Your body adapts to the shit. I mean, think about anything that anybody's ever gotten good at. 
Yeah. They just do it for years. The same shit. Like, you're playing the violin. You play the fucking violin for yeah. years and get really fucking good at it. So you want to get good at, at doing deadlift and get full body strong or whatever, you do the fucking deadlift I, for years. That's funny to use an instrument, like, a thing, because, like... There's like this big push now, like get become a lead guitar player, um, learn how to play guitar without learning scales. And everybody who actually knows how to play guitar, I am not one of those people who are really that great. Like that's the fundamental of everything is scales. Right. Yeah. You have to practice scales and memorize scales and do the work. You've got to put the work in to get really good. There is no shortcut. There's these other ways that you can kind of get by, the, but you're not really, you're right. not as good as you should and could be. There's yep. nothing the better work. than choosing something yeah. to be good at and just going after it. And that includes weightlifting or any other hobby you're getting in, but weightlifting is just as important. And and the problem is we're we're so flush with all of these fancy ass workouts where you're jumping around in your fucking living room like an idiot. Yeah. And like it's it's got people sold on variety and, and excitement when that's not how the body adapts. And an adaptation should be the most important fucking word there. Adaptation and, and recovery. So you do the things that you can adapt to, do them continuously over years as you continue to adapt to them, and the best fucking physiques in the world, and I'm talking about just normal people running around who've just worked out for a long time, it has created the best physiques in the world. These are the people who do have filled out glutes and you know look good in, in suits and bathing suits and, and whatever, because naturally, by getting full body workouts over years and doing the right shit, it creates that aesthetic shape that everybody, most people find very, very attractive. So what would happen if I never increased the weight? I continue to work out, and I just never increase the weight. Your, your body, your will body would stop adapting. Adapt to it and yeah. yeah, you're just gonna be you're gonna be running in circles. You're just gonna be doing the, the working tires, out for the sake of the working which out. Me, but so, so but I wouldn't lose. Anything. You wouldn't lose wouldn't any muscle, lose. but you wouldn't gain any muscle yeah. either. Is that still that's, maintaining that's, health? Like, does that help with yeah. all that? Yeah, for sure. It's it's better than health, not doing but anything. But you're not improving health yeah. more beyond that point. Okay. I'm just, I'm but just curious because I know a lot of people that like, they just do Victor, the same way. Uh, I'm not mad at you for asking. I know me. many people, because I don't know the answers to these <laughs> questions. Sometimes like, that's that the do? goal. So some people, once they hit the physique that they want, yeah. then that is okay. That's the goal. If that's the physique that you want, then spinning your tires is essentially what you want to be doing. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you can do that yeah. with yeah. half the volume and half, and that's just maintain true, some yeah. of the intensity at that point. So now you can work out less. You can eat more, and you know what to do anytime you're you're the place you want to maintain at has gone to either side of that. I want to maintain here. I feel like I'm getting a little bit smaller. All right, we're going to up the workout volume a little bit. Let's focus on diet. Do that for a month. Put on another pound or two of muscle and then maintain again. Yeah. Oop, got a little bit of holiday weight on right now. All right, cool. Up the workouts back up a little bit. Go in a calorie deficit for one to, to four weeks, a mini cut, and then go back to maintaining. Like, so when you know where you want to maintain, you're in a very, very nice spot at that point. I haven't gotten there. Really? Yeah. Have you ever gotten there at a point in your life that you've tried to maintain for a while? No. Really? Just because you're not ever satisfied kind of deal? Kind of. Yeah. You're just one of those And guys. then, you know, I'll, I'll let myself kind of go off the rails for a little while. Or I'm traveling or trying to figure something out. And then I'm like, oh, i got to get back on that cut. Uh, you know, I want to put on a little bit more muscle at this point. So, no, I've never been just at that super, super happy maintain spot. I've always wanted to put on a little bit more muscle or be leaner. Honest question. With, do you ever think you ever get to that point? No. Yeah, you're just not that guy. Yeah, that's what I... So there are those people, then, too, but there's other people that, like... I, like... I, I eventually would like to get thinner, but I'm, like, super... I mean, I dropped 
a ton of weight. So like, oh, yeah. I'm so thrilled with where I'm at yeah. right now that like, I I'm trying to teach my kids to be grateful with what you have and yeah. what you are. So that's what I I feel like I've really kind of dove into, which has hurt me in the workout thing. That I was like, oh well, I mean, I'm so good right now. I can just maintain, <laughs> and I want to get back into it. I start, I went back in the cut and and have seen results from recutting right. again. So it's reinvigorated me again. But I do understand the idea uh, of anybody listening is like, well, I don't want to always just get bigger, and that's not my goal. So doesn't it doesn't have, have to, be. to be your goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly. the whole idea. It doesn't have to be your goal. When you're the size you want to be, stop trying to put on size. Yep. When you're as lean as you want to be, stop trying to get leaner. And just stay there. Yeah. Enjoy. Just enjoy it. Yeah. And just enjoy. You've made it. Yeah. You're You've there. made it. You've Yay. made it. Well, guys, we have made it to the end of another pod. We appreciate you guys. Oh, did we want to talk about a food? Oh, sure. We can. Did we? Uh, you know what we should talk about? Mm. Oh, man. I know, I know. We forgot to talk about a pre pod about. Wait, we need you to say, do the yeah, thing. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Like, nobody's Sorry, giving Michael. me my moment. Do the thing, Mike. Please do your moment. Crippy's culinary creation. Beep, beep, boop. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. welcome. I'm playing with it a little bit. <laughs> Yo, so we forgot to talk about this prior to the pod, but I'm going to the popcorn thing that we were just chatting oh, about. Right. Yo, we that blew my mind. As somebody who literally was just at the I know, I was mad that I didn't think about it. And eating popcorn, uh, we had a somebody in our group chat um, that you can get into too if you're listening to this. Go on Facebook, find our page, find our group, finding my fit at 40. Join the group, join the chat, and you can find out tidbits like this as well from people that listen to the pod and just like to share information. Uh, this one was blowing my mind. But what did so tell me? What did she do? All right. So her name is Lauren. Shout out to Lauren. Woo woo. Um, she so I went to college with Lauren, by the way. Oh, shout out to Victor's <laughs> college buddy Lauren. Um, <laughs> so she had listened to us talk about making the mac and cheese, which we have a video of how to make the mac and cheese, and it uses a company called Meal Boosters makes a like cheese flavored protein powder. They also have a buffalo flavor. They have one other flavor. It might be unflavored actually, so ignore that flavor. Unneeded flavor. Um, And so she took a little bit of cheese and a little bit of the buffalo and she, I think, uh, took it like in a bag. She like snuck it in the movie theater and then sprinkled it on her popcorn. Nice. She said it was dope. Empty like a a shaker and just throw it in a shaker and make your own popcorn. Yeah. You can also do this at home. You don't have to sneak it into the movie theater, but I'm gonna, so. But I'm gonna. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you have a shaker, it's easier to throw it. Actually, I just heard that we can't take our bags and stuff into the movie theater, the one down there, but I haven't. What? I haven't confirmed that. Yeah. I just went to the theater. What theater are you talking about? Which one? The one there in Thunderbolt. Yeah, the NG or NCG. NCG. Yeah. Um, we were just there, so they changed everything. Yeah, they did. Uh, sidebar. Sorry, yeah. you guys are going to learn about this. Um, which, by the way, I haven't been in the theater in forever, but I took my kids to go see a, 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 the new Super Mario movie. Oh yes, I want to see that. It was really good, actually. Yeah, I want to yeah. see it. I enjoyed it. It was the best Super Mario movie I've seen. Um, but you go get your tickets, and then you buy the popcorn. It's all self service. Yeah, uh, it and is. all you can eat. Yeah. So I was like. I found, I, and, I, and obviously I was told that after I paid for the largest bucket and the largest drink that I could pay for. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I was really thrilled about that. Um, but we made, but what we did is when we were walking out the door, we refilled the bucket uh-huh. and took it home. Yep. Took a huge bucket home nice. and threw it in some Ziplocs when we got home. And the next day we watched movies and ate movie corn pop, movie yeah. popcorn on the couch. Love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought that was a great idea. 
Um, it's yeah. versatile cheese. I mean, I use it for all sorts of things, you know, but I had not thought to put it on my popcorn. Yeah. Why not have protein popcorn? Absolutely. Love yeah, that, that idea. That makes lots of sense. Because popcorn in general oh, is pretty not low really... low calorie, yeah. What's it's that? fibery. Yeah, it's very fibery. Calorie. Yeah, and it's pretty low cal. Yeah. And I, you can just eat... Uh, I, I don't know why, but I could eat... I'm not a big so, popcorn guy. Oh. Michael. Actually, I do like the caramel-covered popcorn. Th- that is not so low-calorie. <laughs> no. no. Mike's like, I like it when you add more calories. <laughs> I like it. it when you make it more delicious. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but yeah, you could air pop at home. So like, if you just get the kernels and get an air popper, we have one. Um, you can just pop it, and then you can add your own toppings. Because, like, you know, at the movie theater, we're adding, like, shit, lots of oils and butters and whatever. So you could... You mean make it delicious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you could maybe just try adding, like, salt and cheesy powder and see what that's like. I don't nice. know. I'll try it, yeah. and I'll report back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Please do. Yeah. So, that yeah, that so bu- really, buffalo... So really, it's really Lauren's culinary cheese. creations today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, I thought that was so cool. Yeah, was I, that Crip really blew my mind. Uh, stolen culinary <laughs> creations. Don't sue me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we appreciate you. We love yeah. you so much. Please try your own culinary creations and hit us up with them. We love finding yeah. out new ways to eat. I'm food. here for it, you guys. Yeah. Share the ideas. Totally. Love Absolutely. it. And if you share it on our page, it might actually make the pod. Yep. Shout out again to Lauren. Yeah. That's right. Cool. And remember, if you can't run, you can't hide. Yeah, wherever you go, there you are. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Check us out on socials. We'll see you later next week. <laughs>